Three, one, go. Here we go. Rochelle, Lee, Evans, you're starting a new business. Yes, I am. I am starting a new business. And it's very exciting because I am a life coach and I'm also a grief coach, but I'm starting up my grief coach business actually this month. Okay. All right. So you start, so you're currently a life coach now. Yeah, I'm both. Yeah, but I know, but, but you, you were, you're now starting the grief coaching part now yeah. and you've been doing the life coaching part, right? That's correct. So tell yeah. me about the life coaching part. What does that entail? How do you get business? How, uh, you know, what, what is that all about? Okay. So it's primarily for women. Okay. Um, it's a six month program. I'm going to have about 10 women in the program. And I have some modalities that I use for the program. I created this program. I created through my own experience of having grief. In um, 1983, my mother had passed away. And when she had passed away, it's like her life ended. And my life began with asking me, who are you? And so the only thing I knew at that time was that I was a child of God and my mother's child. And so that led me to my journey of finding out who Rochelle really was. You know, How I've, old were I've you? always, pardon me? How old were you? Oh, then I was about 42. Okay. Yeah, All I was right. about 42. That's... I had to take care of my mother for a long time. She was very sickly. I'm so sorry. And so, yeah. And so, um, like I said, when her life ended, which, you know, when someone who you truly love, life ends, because my mother, she was like my rock. Besides God, she was my rock. And it, there was such a separation for me to see her go the way that she had gone. And it was devastating. It, it was like a lot of pain. And it's like, I knew this day was coming. But I just didn't know when it was coming. And so when I got the phone call from my doctor, because I had worked um, at a hospital and I had worked night shift. So I had a lot of concerns with, you know, leaving my mother at home at night. She was like on about 20 different medications a day. And so I was only like five minutes away from home, from the hospital, from home. And so um, I remember getting calls at night two, three o'clock in the morning and her called me and said, Rochelle, you know, I can't breathe. I got to get to the hospital. And I was like, okay, mom, I'm on my way. The blessing in this was that my supervisor, and this went on for a couple of years. The mm -hmm. blessing was that my supervisor never said anything. She would just say, okay, Rochelle, just go, just go. I got you covered. And you know, to have that, someone to do that for that length of time is really a blessing. Who do you know that can go on their job and just leave in the middle of the night and, and be covered like that? So uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of gratitude I have, even though, you know, my mom had passed. There was a lot of gratitude in between that. And so I remember that um, when my mom had passed, I knew that she would be okay, that I knew. So I wasn't concerned about that. But you know, I, I was a, a caregiver. I worked for 41 years in the nursing field. And I took care of everybody. I've taken care of family, friends, until I've seen them pass. But when it came to me, it was like, well, how do I take care of Rochelle? I've taken care of everyone else. And so, I, that's when my journey began of finding out who I was. And, you know, I'm really grateful today to find out who I was, even though there was a lot of pain, there was a lot of suffering, uh, loneliness, you know, because I'm an only child, too. So mm, it was really, yeah, and what was really um, difficult for my grandmother, which is my mother's mother. We have five generations. 
So there was okay. my grandmother, there was my grandmother, my mother, myself, my son, and my two grandsons. Okay. So that was the five generations. We all stayed in, um, in San Francisco at the time. So we lived in a flat. So there was an upstairs and downstairs. My grandmother lived downstairs and the rest of us, we lived upstairs. So we was pretty much a close-knit family. So, you know, it was very difficult for my grandmother to see her child leave before her too. And so um, after I had gone through this, it was kind of like a metamorphosis, you know, when you have like, um, a butterfly and it goes through the metamorphosis and it makes all these changes and, and, and it's just a lot of changes. You know, I was always praying that my mom, you know, she would be able to just stay afloat from where she was at with the, making these transitions and all that, you know, being an only child, it was like, I had to kind of grow up really fast. Mm -hmm. in the responsibility of taking care of her yeah. so yeah so you know well I only I, I I don't mean to cut you off the only the only reason I said interesting about the fact that you have an only child is I have an only child myself mm. oh, I have a, okay. a 16 year old daughter and she's an oh. only child also so I I thought yeah. wow interesting because I could really relate to that and not only that, but by the way, uh, not mm -hmm. moments before we got on this podcast, I work with children. Uh, I own a children's fitness center. We were doing camp today and we had a, oh, a child so cool. throw a temper tantrum because he didn't get the mm -hmm. point and he got mad that he lost and he, he flipped, you know, he just went off the, off his rocker, you know, and it got so angry. And I was like, <laughs> I said to Connor, I said, Hey, Connor, and this is a sharp kid. He's very smart. I said, Connor, you want me to call your mom? He's like, yeah, call my mom. I'm going to call your mom and say, you're the worst teacher I ever, ever had. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, okay. Like I laughed because I was like, that was a sharp remark back. Like, boom, he mm -hmm. had it ready. You know, he hit me yeah. good. You know, and I was oh, like, yeah. well, now I am going to call your mom playing. Too bad for you that you hit me with that good remark. You know, it's interesting that we that I was just having that conversation. I have an only child, so I relate to, to that, to only children, only children that are only children. I didn't get mad at him. I just knew mm -hmm. there's some more deep-seated things, you know, in there that aren't being able to voice out. And like when he gets frustrated, they just burst like a volcano. You know, yeah. and I understand that only because I have an only child, you know? So right. I just found it interesting. And that's why I said interesting when I, when I cut you off. Okay. So if I didn't just completely wreck your train of thought, please try to get back oh, no. on track. Well, you may be more interested because my mother was an only child. I'm an only child and my son is an only child. My God, you guys got to have more. It feels like you guys are from China. <laughs> We're not allowed to have more than one. That, that, that's, yeah. how, that's how it is in China, you know, like you can't have, I think you can't have more than two. I don't know what it is, but you can't have too many or else trouble for that child, um, yeah, which is crazy that even happens, but you know, it happens yeah. and you got to deal with it. Well, yeah. So dealing with, with your mom. Yeah. So going through that whole process and stuff about uh, metamorphosis and you know I, I come to find out during my journey of who Rochelle really was and there's so much more to me than what I had thought um one of the biggest challenges I had during that time is you know some of the things I was not proud of of course I mean we all go through something but who what I did did not define who I was and I had a hard time with that and so um I finally came to grips with that and then because of the grieving and going through my own experience had given me the opportunity to help someone else help other women letting them know that they're not alone in this year and mm -hmm. because, because even if I don't personally know them it's our experience that we have 
that's the connectionist experience. And so um, I had made a choice to be able to give back freely in giving because I can only keep what I have by giving it away. So um, I chose to do this now and it's, it's going to be very rewarding. I've, you know, I've helped, I've helped since I was a kid, I've always helped people, friends Mm -hmm. and all. So I'm kind of like a giver and supporter. Um, always like for the underdog. <laughs> yeah, I'm an underdog kind of person too. Like if they're yeah. not favored to win, I want them to win, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I agree with that. And I agree with the mentality and the and the and the the sensitivity that you have. I can feel it. Like I can see it in your eyes. Like I can feel like you really, really like this is your passion. This is your yeah. this is what you were basically I don't know to say born to do, but maybe born to do, born again, but, you know, rise again as the butterfly from the caterpillar, like you said. That's yeah. a beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. Um, I I wonder if you wouldn't be more well placed doing a podcast. Wouldn't be able to help out more people doing a podcast, you know, and. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, I said this too, when I started this podcast, it wasn't long ago, it happened during the pandemic because my business got shut down. So I had, I had lots of free time and I was like, I've always wanted to start a podcast. Let's just do it. Now I got the time. So I did it. And uh, what I noticed was that it was so therapeutic for me to speak the things that I wanted to speak. Mm-hmm. on a one-on-one two-on-one you know like in a conversation setting to an actual human being that i was like psychiatrists they're done <laughs> covid took them out because everybody's doing a podcast and you could just talk about it and that's all really therapy really is is just talking through your problems and eventually you by talking through them will work them all those problems out on your own without any help. You don't need anybody else's help. You know, it's just your brain gets tangled with all these problems. And sometimes you do these little white lies and you lie. And so really talking about it untangles your brain so that you can refocus again and get a grip on life. It's, right. it's, and I think, I think you would be great at a podcast. You know? Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You could call that Rochelle's, uh, what do we want to call it? You know, the spotlight. Rochelle's <laughs> spotlight. Spotlight with Rochelle. Yeah. I like that better, actually. Spotlight yeah. with Rochelle. Okay. <laughs> and that idea comes because it looks like I'm looking at you, you through a spotlight. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Uh, well, that's let's go to your side part. What? Well, that's the first, that's the first I've said. (laughs) That's the first it's ever happened. (laughs) Yes, first I ever heard it from anybody. So yeah. All right. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. I just, I I think you have a beautiful message and you have beautiful passion. I think that you could do just as much if you started a podcast, just doing something once a week where you speak to somebody, maybe, maybe you talk somebody through you know, this to add, you know, to basically to promote your business, but not necessarily to promote your business, but to help whoever needs help, you know, out there for free, kind of like, you know, you get this one for charity, and then everybody else that comes into my office, they got to pay, you know, and that's okay, too. You know what I mean? We all need money to survive. So it's, it's not wrong to do something for profit. You know, I don't, I don't think. Yes, definitely. I'm talking too much. Let me, let's go, let's go back. You, you are doing, so two different sets of therapy, basically healing that you're doing for women. The first one was. Yes. So the first one, I I have some modalities, like I was saying earlier that I would utilize. And the first one is actually um, them being aware of um, their situation that they're in. Because, you know, a lot of times um, there's fear that comes up. But with that fear, it's like that's a feeling that's natural, the feeling of fear. However, what's up under that fear? Hmm. What, are you able to identify what it is? It's being able to do identification first. Can I identify the fear? 
And so then when it comes up again, you'll be able to acknowledge it and say, not that you have to do anything with it, but just being able to acknowledge, yes, I'm having fear. And that fear is coming from anger. I'm mm. angry, you know? And so we would work through that anger. What's going on with that anger? Because see, they're in a place of pain and I want them to be able, I to support them and propel them through where they have peace, not only peace for themselves, but peace for their families. That That's the mm -hmm. end result. So okay. as I said, I utilize these um, several modalities to help support them. And, you know, for some, they may have a new way of life, living a new way of life. So, which would be great too. I, I like that a lot. I like, I like, I like what you're doing because it comes from your personal experience. It's not like you went out and got this degree and you have no personal real life experience with what's going on. And now you're going to tell them because you have this degree, which is supposed to make you smart and nothing makes you smarter than experience. You know that yes. on a particular subject, nothing makes you smarter than experience. And you have that. You don't, I don't know, maybe you do have degrees and I'm not saying you don't have degrees, but even if you did, you would use your street smarts, you know, your, your, your knowledge that you gained by experiencing that truth to help others in, in that truth, you know? And, and a lot of people did, uh, like, I like kind of what, and I, this might be unpopular for you, but I kind of like what Trump did with with one of his one one of his uh, things that he did was he basically said he was going to make it easier for people that have that want to go directly from high school or that want that have skills that that you don't get judged on whether you can work this job because of your degree that your skills matter just as much if not even more than your degrees you know mm -hmm. and i thought i thought he and he passed that and i was like wow like this guy's usually not very cool all of a sudden he's really cool you know about that particular thing you know so yeah. it just it that's why i like what you're doing and what you're all about i think you should have a podcast spotlight with rochelle I think it has legs. <laughs> I will help you if you want. I will help you get it going if you want. You know, if well, you're too busy, that's okay. We got to fix the spotlight though, by the way. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Um, so tell, tell me about the second phase of your, the one that you just started, the new therapy that you just started. Okay, so it's, it's definitely a process that um, the women will go through. So the second phase of it is going from the identification to the healing. And the healing primarily is there's different ways of utilizing tools to heal. Like for some, it may be um, like give you an example of the anger. So, and this is something I had to do years ago in my therapy. I was so angry and didn't, my fear with that is that I would hurt somebody. So what my therapist had done at that time, she had got a big pillow and a plastic bat and she would let me just hit the pillow. I constantly, I hit it, I hit it. I kept hitting the pillow until I couldn't hit it anymore. Man, and how many that, times you think, like a hundred? Probably a hundred at least oh my, oh my god yeah i was i had a that would have been that would have been silly to watch on tiktok these days you know what i mean <laughs> like you see some person just hitting the pillow yeah like well, no with no context you know what i mean as to why they're doing that they don't know you know that's why it would be funny i'm only finding humor i think that humor yeah. adds an element of healing do you agree yeah mm -hmm. yes you know not only that, I believe also that when you go through something so traumatic, there has to be a part that 
will that will resonate with you that that will make you feel better feel good you know it's not just all the pain because there's life after loss and that's like one of the main things there's definitely life after loss and you know um it took me a while to figure that out but there was still what do you mean life after loss so like you don't die you keep going Right. I mean, once you lose, once you lose someone, I give you an Oh, example. I got you. Okay. So you're, yeah. but what about, so in reverse, what about the life that was lost? Do you think that life goes on? I mean, that has to be your belief because you're a Christian, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I believe, yeah. I don't think that, you know, in time with God, yeah, definitely, you know, that, we will be risen again. But for, for the woman who's going through that here and now, you know, there's, it's not only the pain. I don't believe anyone should just live in pain the rest of their lives, you know. Um, no, there has to no. be a catalyst. And that's what we focus on is the catalyst. Because at one point, the catalyst had came. It's like, I still believe even though it seemed like there was no hope at the end of the tunnel, but I still believe that, you know, this is going to work out some kind of way. So when my catalyst showed up, my hope, it gave me more hope. And so then I was able to move on. And, and that's the same hope I have for the women. I gotcha. I, 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 you're going to think I'm so stupid. I don't know exactly what catalyst means. I'm so sorry. It's hope. No, no. No okay. question is an ignorant question. Not, not thank, at all. Not you, at all. So that's what yeah. the catalyst is. Catalyst is your hope. It's hope. Okay. That's exactly what it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. See, you learn something every time, right? Yes. Always. Nobody knows everything. You know? That's right. <laughs> yes. Always so are you only into helping women or you help men? Or is men like not your, are you like, uh not right now uh, yeah right now i'm working with women that may change in the future though yeah what about what about because somebody that's trans that changed to a woman somebody something like that have you ever dealt with you know the 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 healing and the traumatic effects that they are going through and that kind of a thing well you know it's not really about the gender i mean you could be a puppy okay. you can be a cat it's not about the gender it's about okay, the experience gotcha. and being able to move through that and get to where they need to be. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your experience a little bit or no? Is it too? My experience as to what I've been uh, through? What, yeah, what made you kind of want to do this? Oh, okay. It's because... Is there, is it, was there a particular... It was, was, your, mom was, a it was your mom passing... Was the, yeah. was, was the, uh, I want to say catalyst. I know that that's not the right definition, but it was the right. catapult, you know, to get you to do it. But was there something before there was something else, your yeah. mom passing that happened to get you to even think this might be a thing? Well, you know, I knew that there was a calling on my life. I knew I was supposed to live a life on purpose with purpose. I've always known that. Okay. I just didn't know in what area it was in until I had the experience that I had. Okay. So it was like that journey had taken me to my destiny mm. of what I needed to do. And I bet, I, I, were you angry when your mom passed? Was that the number one thing that you, I, that you experienced? I, I was not. Sad was or hurt. angry? I was hurt. I wasn't angry because I knew where she was going, my belief okay. in where she was going. So I didn't have a problem with that. And okay. that was because of my spirituality and my belief and my faith. So mine was now where my problem came in at was me taking care of me afterwards and, and missing yeah. my mom and, and, you know, wanting her to be here. You know, I, I've had moments where sometimes I still do cry. Of course, that's my mom. But mm -hmm. it's nothing like it was before. So that's what was that's what it was for me. Have you have you had moments 
when you've experienced times where you thought maybe she was there? You kind of like just looked around and were like, oh. Oh my goodness, I did, yes. Talk about that. You froze, you froze. Don't talk about it yet. When you come back. (laughs) Oh, wow. I, I can't believe you froze right there. But it's still recording. You're going to come back. There you are. You're back. Okay. okay. You're yeah. back. Yeah. Sorry. I hope, yeah. You didn't, I hope you didn't divulge everything you wanted to say because you froze for a second oh. for me. Oh, no. That's fine. So, but, um, yeah, I did experience that, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Talk about that. So what, what, what happened? Uh, paranormal or just like, not, maybe not paranormal, but just like ultra sensitive where you like, were like, whoa. And I'll give you an example. Uh, my ex, ha- uh, we were in Charleston and we were trying to find uh, her uncle, uh, her very favorite uncle and aunt. Uh, we were trying to find them and they were giving us the direction. They were elderly. So like they didn't, they had just rented a new condo. They didn't really know the address and we were following her on GPS mm-hmm. and we, we basically we couldn't find them because we had to get back to Charlotte. The next week, uh, the the uncle passes away, so mm-hmm. we're trying to find them. We can't find them. We're disappointed with the fact that we didn't get to meet up with them, right? Yeah. She more than me because it was hers, her her uncle, and uh, and he passes away suddenly out of nowhere and then and then she said well obviously she was devastated right because like wow like we had the opportunity to see them we didn't see them we were right there we just missed each other we couldn't figure out the addresses whatever it was so sad it was so sad but she said um that that maybe a couple weeks after that a butterfly flew up and she just knew it was uncle Carl. She just like knew it was. I don't tear up on podcasts very often because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't talk about Got to back up a little bit. <laughs> I don't, I don't, because it's not entertaining to anybody listen to anybody cry, but like that was like for me, you know what I mean? I was like, wow, that's crazy. You know? And it probably was. It definitely was. I didn't tell her it wasn't. I wasn't like, you're crazy. No butterfly can be a human from before. That's insane, right? No books say that. Nothing says that. But for it to be a butterfly, so beautiful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So... You know, I believe that, I believe there is spirit and I believe there is good spirit. And let me share what happened with me, with my mom. It was like three months after she passed away. I had fell asleep and I was dreaming. I rarely remember any dreams that I have. But when I woke up, I felt this heaviness. And it was like, I I was like, I, I must've been in a deep, deep sleep. And then I begin to remember my dream and my mom in my dream, my mom, she was coming towards me and I started running towards her. And then I just suddenly stopped and I said, wait a minute. And I said, God, how is this that she's coming to me? Is this real? And so the next thing I knew that my mom had hugged me, I was crying. She hugged me, told me she loved me. And after that, I was okay. You and remember you, this dream though, right? Because yeah, most I remember. don't remember, right? Exactly. I remember I rarely this one, remember. Like you remember this vividly. Yes. It was just like you and I talking right now. It was that Yes, real. it's reality. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's one of the interesting things about reality is the dream world reality just in another point of view you know like Mm -hmm. like i think that it is i think that deja vu is also related to you know uh 
dreams that you forgot, but were part of your reality, but for whatever reason, you're just not supposed to know them at that moment in time, for whatever reason. Yeah. Not, you know, a reason beyond your comprehension, you know? Or even, I, I remember um, when I was going to college and I would walk up the stairs and it's like, my God, it feels like I've been here before. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. It's like, I've been here. It's like, oh my God, I feel like I've been here before. It's just that feeling. Of being. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, that's an interesting thing. I mean, that, 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 that would be a belief in reincarnation right reincarnation is basically like you never necessarily die but you also don't necessarily go to heaven stay there or go to hell and stay there you know like i think that all life gets an opportunity to rebuild and re-go and redo all life mm -hmm. even if you're a murderer like let's just say you're the worst person in the world i don't believe that you go to hell for eternity you go to hell for a long time, a long time. You get a long sentence because you were a bad boy or a bad girl, whoever. But you get an opportunity to come back, you know? Mm -hmm. I make a reference because, I, because of the, the gravity and the sun and the solar system. And I make a reference to what if, what if the sun is hell? I mean, it's down. It's back there. It's behind us. We're aiming for the stars, which are over there, away from the sun. Kind of makes sense that the sun, great burning ball of fire, could be hell. It just could be hell. It could. So I, so I had this, you know, thought. Mm -hmm. And and I've been thinking about religion and everything since I was seven years old, and I'll tell you that story later. But, but what if you just let's just say you robbed a couple of banks. You didn't kill anybody. That's a level of bad, not good, but not as bad as like a serial killer. That's even worse, right? So like, let's just say there's a line, let's just call it the equator. And then if you're this bad, you go to hell for a soul cleansing, depending on the crime, and the amount of time, right? But then eventually you get spit back out into the universe because eventually you're cleansed. You're cleansed and you get, you get back out into the universe and your soul gets to get back out there. Now, if you're good, the possibilities are endless. Obviously, maybe you get that your soul gets to choose. Ah, I'd like that planet. Oh, this solar system looks nice. Oh, uh, I would rather like to be in that galaxy. That's a nice galaxy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm taking it like really deep, but it's an yeah. interesting thought process because like, why, why do we think you're going to burn in hell for eternity? I mean, no chance of getting back like zero. Come on. God is good. God is great. Like, come on. There's gotta be an opportunity to get out of there. You know, like, but some of these books, they say, burn in hell for eternity. And you're just like, okay. You know, and it's like, maybe it's a little too scary. Maybe the, maybe the dialect needs to change just a little bit so that people will buy into the idea of, okay, I feel safe. Not like, if I believe in that, I'm either going straight to the top or straight to the bottom. If I stole a, if I stole a pen from fucking office depot you know what i'm saying like there's levels to the bad things that you do you know yeah it's interesting interesting talk more talk uh talk more about your business i don't want to i don't want to stop i don't i don't want to talk too much uh, okay <laughs> okay so um my business will be opening up on the 25th of this month okay um, um, the women, we would have group sessions uh, twice a week, two times a week. Um, they would be able, I have one-to-ones with them too, so we would have individual counseling. Um, we would also have where 
they would be able to email me anytime they needed to ask questions. We have a Q&A, which is questions and answers. Um, we would also have where um, I want to do this rotation of, um, I call it the upper room. And the primarily, upper room? Yeah, the upper room. And primarily what it do, what it would be, it would be like four rooms, maybe with 10 women, two in each room. And for five minutes, there would be a topic and they would be able to talk to each other about that topic and get some information mm -hmm. from each other. And, you know, just to um, find out more about that topic, what's going on with them. And, and we would switch off and that would be like for about maybe uh, 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes. We do that. We'll be in the, they'll, they would be in the upper room. Is one of those rooms uh, equipped with pillows and plastic baseball bats? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> and then they could this just is, go to town? I mean, if they have it, they could. I mean, definitely. You know, <laughs> I would, I would definitely good. fill the room with a bunch of pillows and baseball, plastic baseball bats and just have them go at it like you did, you know? Because yeah. I think that there is something to that getting out the anger, getting out the frustration, like Definitely. being able to blame it on somebody that's a nobody. Because you don't necessarily, sometimes when you're angry, you don't know who to blame it on. Exactly. You know? And you, you need to release it. It needs to be released. Yeah. And then one, another tool that they can use is writing. They might want to write out. Say like, for example, um, someone passes away, like you said, suddenly, and they didn't get the opportunity to say what they really wanted to say. And so they'd be mm. able to write it out and write it to them. Like um, yeah. So there's still other different um, modalities I would use in addition to that. So would definitely. you do it? Would you do a room that is a writing room that is like journals, like private, or would you do a room where it's like chalkboards and everybody could see what you're writing, so that you're you're not ashamed to write what you write? You know what I mean? Like you know, other right. people are gonna look at it. Would that be right. more therapeutic than that, them going into like a journal or what are your thoughts on that? I, I would think so, but the, I, you're the expert. Yeah. So they would have two options. They can join ah. the group or they can do individual, but okay. the process would still be the same. So they can meet with me one-to-one and we still go through the same process that, that the um, program is written, how I've written it up. We'll stu still do that. Because some people may not feel comfortable, you know, being in a group yet. It just mm. depends on them. So I give them an option. Of, they, get, they get a choice of what they would like. Now, is this, is this something that could potentially be covered under insurance or is it straight out of pocket? You know, it's out, of pocket. out of pocket. Yeah. Okay. It's out of pocket. Yeah. I like the podcast idea because I think that you could influence way more people and and influence because what you're trying to do is spread positivity around the, the world. You could do it on a one by one and gain a certain amount of money, but I think that a, a lot of people might not be able to afford that kind of something something especially the ones that you're trying to target i believe you know what i mean mm -hmm. the, the ones that you're trying to target you might not be able to get to them because the price they can't afford it that that have you thought about that is that a is that a concern or is that a, a thing or is that is that something that you've considered i guess well what i have considered is like um to give back is something I may do, you know, maybe like once every three months, get, get a few women, we come together and work some things out. And that's just me giving to the community and what have you, because I, like I said, I'm a giver. So I really believe in giving too. So, mm. you know, I want everybody, of course, I was like, I want all women who are in, in, in this uh, situation to be able to propel and, and move on to have the life that they really deserve and not being in that place of um, tra traumatic pain and um, yeah. So you know, I, would definitely, I would do some referrals too. I, I would want to referral. So like if there's a therapist or something, because it's, it's like really, really deep that they go, I mean, I go so far, but I would definitely want the support of the community with um, 
other professionals for sure. Yeah. So you want to impact Oakland. You you want to start with Oakland. You're not you you know what I mean? Like you care about your community. How long have you been in Oakland? Like yeah. you grew up there? No, I'm a native of San Francisco. Yeah, you said that earlier. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah. Um mm -hmm. I've been in Oakland for about four years now. Okay. All right. So, so it San may, Francisco it, would be your you know, your heart, unless they ripped it out somehow and you moved to Oakland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yes. So, I, I, go. Okay. So some of it may, uh, may be virtual too. I was thinking of that way too, to be able to reach out more to being virtual. So. I, I think that, I think that that's, I think you should have a podcast about it to be honest with you. Well, a podcast to promote the business. So the podcast is free. Anybody can, you know, you can have the podcast mm -hmm. with anybody, right? Like how you want to just free willy nilly. But I think it's a great uh, advertising tool to advertise mm -hmm. your business. I mean, you get to speak about it on the internet to like, however many people, you know, why, yeah, why wouldn't it be a great advertising tool? You're already a great speaker. You're already passionate about it. You know exactly what the hell you're talking about, you know? So why wouldn't you just add that to your, you know, repertoire? I would. Yeah. Because the brick and mortar deal, Zoom, the brick and mortar, I mean, I mean like having a store. Uh, mm -hmm. I was talking Shark Tank there. I watch a lot of Shark Tank. You watch so that show? I. It's one yeah. of my favorites. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, I need to come up with an idea, but I, I don't think I could come up with a good pitch. You know, like some yeah. of these pitches are just like, they're like, and we can bounce. Yeah. Do you want to bounce with us? <laughs> you know, like whatever they say, it's crazy. Yeah, I, but I love the show. Like, yeah, I do too. Especially like when Damon and the rest of me all get together. It's like, they all want a piece of the pie and you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're all sharking each other. It's yeah. not like they're trying to shark the guests. They're they're trying to shark each other. That's that's the show. It's mm -hmm. a it's a great show. My sister, thirty years old, only saw it uh -huh. for the first time, maybe three months ago. Really? Okay. She was like, "I love this show. What is this show?" I was like, "Are you are you kidding me? Have you been living under a rock? This show has been on for like ten years. What are you crazy? One of the greatest shows ever." Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you had, if the if your Shark Tank idea is self help for women, right? That's what it would be. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I don't know. I, mine would be sure. how to get a podcast started for others. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I have no idea. I I I've really <laughs> enjoyed speaking with you. Like I. I think that you've like, you've given me a, a whole nother perspective on humanity and look, I've never been hurt how you've been hurt, you know, not like mm -hmm. that. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, you know, for the knowledge and, you know, that you gave me, uh, on this podcast, I, I like, I really enjoy, I didn't know how it was going to go because I didn't know exactly what I was going to talk to you about. Like exactly. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't, I knew you were like a wellness coach and things like that, but I didn't know the depth and the, and the, this and the, that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry you had to deal with that. You know, that whole, you know, I, I'm not comfortable with talking about people passing. I like, I'm not, I'm like, I'm learning that. Because I have not had very many people pass for me yet. I know it's coming. And I know it'll yeah. come swiftly and harshly. It'll, it'll be like, bam, 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 bam. And then I'll be like, oh, my God. You know, I never knew. But luckily, all of my people are still out there, you know. And yeah. eventually, we all had to that, come to that realization that it, all of our people are not going to be out there. That's right. At so some true. point, you know, mm -hmm. but I will leave you with the, not leave you because I do have two, three, one quick topics that I want to go, that I want to do real quick with you. But I will say this about uh, life. I, I don't believe it ends. 
I believe we're energy and the more positive and Christian and, and holy we are, the more energy we have and the less holy, the less energy we have, but we still have energy. And even if it's bad energy, it can still get sent back to the sun, cooked there for a little while, and then spit back out into the universe as positive energy. And I think that that's how the universe works. You know, that, that's just my belief. I don't know if any books have it written in the Catholic. I know the Catholics don't. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it's written in your book or anything like that, or maybe like some version of it. But I, I am very religious, but I'm not. I haven't found a home yet. I got spit out from the Catholic religion, mm -hmm. and yes. I don't know what religion to land on yet. I lean more towards Buddhism mm -hmm. and and Hinduism than I do any other religion right now because it seems to be the most peaceful. Yeah. Like there's not wars fought for those. Maybe there was way back in the past, but they've mended the fences and figured it out, I guess, you know, like the other religions seem very, very mm -hmm. unstable, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Some of them. I'm, I'm not saying all of them. We don't have to get deep into that. I know that's a difficult topic. Okay. Anything else you want to say about your business? Um, yes. If anyone would like to contact me, um, there's my email, which is babycakesllc at gmail.com. And I will spell that out for you. It is B-A- B E E K A K E S L L C at gmail.com. Right. I really want to thank you so much for being on your show. It's truly been a pleasure speaking mm -hmm. with you and allow me to speak to your audience that they may I, I appreciate you being here. We're not done yet, though. We got two, three, one. Quick topics. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> this is how we end the show because we just want to end it on a, you know, we don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to be crying and stuff like that. You know, like let's just oh, end it on a, on a fun note. You know what I'm saying? Sure. All right. So two, three, one, go. Number two, because that's at the front. Mm -hmm. Quick thoughts on the vaccine to take or not to take. What do you say? I would say there's still not a, a, a lot of information. I know that people are saying that it's good. They feel better. They feel good and what have you. My only concern in taking it is like, what are the after effects later on? You know, um, this is something fairly new. Um, they move pretty quickly on it which was needed because of the outbreak and how intense it was and people dying, going to hospital, dying, and, you know, all this is going all over the world. Of course, with the doctors being able to um, make that kind of decision and move forth and get approval on it, I just question the after effects afterwards. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm with you on that. So... I say not to take, but what do I know? <laughs> just, you know, I'm not, I'm not an expert, but that's, that's my feeling. I say not to take only for me. If you want to take it, wonderful, take it. But for me, I'm not going to take it. Not, mm -hmm. I'm going to wait to see what happens like you. All right. Three. Oakland Raiders. Oh how are they gonna God. do this year? How are they gonna do this year? Predictions. Come on, give me something. Their record, oh, they're gonna make it there's a playoffs, Super Bowl. What are you thinking? Chucky? What's that? What's I'm hoping. I'm hoping. 
Uh, it's so funny that you brought the Oakland Raiders. You remember Kenny Stabler, go all the way back to Kenny Stabler back in the um, 70s, right? I oh, remember my, my mom was a season ticket holder and she just loved them. And I happened to have my son on the day, um, it was, who was it? It was the Oakland Raiders and the San Francisco 49ers, 19, August 29th, 1976. 1976, that was the, two years for yeah, That was the Super Bowl. Oh, boy. And my, and I remember, Stabler. Yeah, Kenny Stabler. And I remember my mom, she asked, she's like, babe, can I go, go see the game? Because she was a season ticket holder. She just loved the Oakland Raiders. And I was mm -hmm. like, no, but I'm having a baby now. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Um, oh, man. I hope oh. they do well. I really, I've always liked the Raiders. I have. All right. Well, give me your your straight up predictions. All right. So it's a 16-game season. Mm -hmm. What do you think their record is going to be? Let's start there. 16 games. 16 games. 16 and 0. I 15 think, and 1, 14 and 2. I, you know what? I think it's going to be like, not 14, no, not 14. It would be like um, 12. <laughs> 12. 12 and 4? 12 and 4. Yeah. 12 and 4. All right. Well, that gets you to the playoffs. Now, where do we go in the playoffs? We lose in the first round? 12 and 4, you got to be thinking that get. I got to get you a buy, so you get out of the wild card card round, and then, mm -hmm. yeah. So now, so now you're in the. Now you only need two games to get to the Super Bowl. You win two games, get to the Super Bowl. You get to the Super Bowl. You win the Super Bowl. What are you thinking? I'm thinking getting to the Super Bowl. You get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. With that brand new dope stadium you guys have, <laughs> by the way, that is yeah. the most dope stadium in the land. Oh my yeah, God! Looks nice like an alien life. spaceship. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's amazing. All right. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys do well as well. I'm a Saints fan. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, hey, not much. Not it, the next couple of years because Drew Brees is now retiring. The mm -hmm. next couple of years is gonna be a little dicey, I think, for us. But you know. That question wasn't about me. That question was about you and the Oakland Raiders. And I think, yeah, I think you guys are going to be a real good team that yeah. next year. I think you're going to be a force to be reckoned with for sure, for sure. Chucky mm -hmm. knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then number one, back to vaccines. Mm -hmm. Quick thoughts. Quick thoughts. Okay. On you not being able to travel unless you're vaccinated. You know, that's a thing now. Yes. To my under, actually to my understanding is that, um, if you've had the COVID that you have to have show proof that you've had, um, taken care of that by going to the doctor, having the doctor, um, you get the paper, right? She's frozen again, and that's okay. She'll be back in a second. Don't anybody worry. Pardon? Uh, you froze. It froze oh, okay. again. Uh, oh, it, it did? froze at the beginning of the question. I said to vaccine. I said, what are your thoughts on... Uh, not being able to travel unless right. you're vaccinated. Right. Go again. Sorry. Okay. So no, no worries. No worries. So my first thought being in a nursing field for 41 years is safety. That's my first thought is safety, of course. So would it be safe for, to get on the plane? Um, I do believe there should be, um, as it is now, people being able to, if they, if they have it, to stay home, of course, we don't want the spread of it, of course. 
Oh, had, it's, but a lot of times you don't know. I'm sorry, I don't mean to jump in. This is no, this no, is no. irregular. You don't jump into the quick topics. You let them answer. But I'm passionate about this particular topic so much so that I'm like, this is ridiculous. Well, I, mean, you, I don't understand. Don't know. But if you don't know, you you just don't know. I mean, there should be a way to eventually. Yeah, I would think so that there would be a way to know. I would hope so. That's that's really my hope is being able to really know that you have it. Yeah, like um, let's just say you have a pin that is a vaccinated pin. If you're wearing a mask, you haven't been vaccinated. So people wearing masks haven't been vaccinated. People wearing pins are vaccinated. How about that? What are your thoughts on that? You know, it's a very fine line. Mm. I think it's really a very fine line. For example, if someone, so here we have, here it is, we have um, where there's certain things, it's like a cold, it's similar like a cold, right? There's the coughing, there's the temperature and all that. Well, if you're going through something that's like that or something that's different, that's not normal for you, go have it checked out. Make sure you just have yourself checked anyway, in spite of. You know, since we but don't shouldn't have they, any- shouldn't they check people at the airport? Shouldn't there be checks at the airport if you don't have the vaccine, whatever wristband? Well, yeah, uh, you know, whatever they're, they're, tattoo. I don't know, whatever you want to have. Yeah, definitely. Yes, I card. I think, I think there's a passport. Okay, I haven't traveled, so but I, I plan on plan on traveling but definitely I know there's some places now that you have to um you have to wear a mask I mean it's mandatory they're taking your temperatures they're asking you how do you feel and so they're taking precautionary yeah but those don't do shit do do you agree I mean those don't really do anything like you could have COVID and pass COVID and not have any symptoms They've proven that already. So you taking the temperature, you asking them you got any symptoms, doesn't really do anything, does it? I mean, really, there's only two things well, what, two what, things you what, can do. But what, what are you going to go off of? I mean, really, if... That's, that's what I'm is, saying. Yeah. What do you, there's nothing else that, unless they find something different that will change to be more what, concrete. Well, it's a test. You take a test. So let's just say you don't want to be vaccinated for whatever reason. Let's just say you're anti-vax. There's a lot of anti-vax people out there because they just don't trust the government giving them shots and being like, okay, cool. You know what yeah. I mean? They're like, hey, I'm a, I'm a human. I don't want to take shots. This is earth. This is, I'm supposed to be here. Why do I have to take vaccinations? Animals don't take vaccinations. Plants don't take vaccinations. Mushrooms don't take vaccinations. Why do humans have to take vaccinations? Well, we're not part of this world. We're not supposed to be here. So, so a lot of people think that way. I myself also think that way as well. I'm like, I've never taken a flu shot in my life. Have I gotten the flu? Yeah. Did I die? No. You know, it comes down I, to a matter of choice. It comes down to a matter of choice, but. And and by the way, Rochelle, Rochelle, you just hit the nail on the head. It comes down to a matter of choice. But if they're telling you you are not allowed to travel unless you had this vaccine, do you have a choice? No, you have to follow. You have a choice if you want to walk somewhere far. You can't fly. You can't go to Paris. You can't go... You're, you know what I mean? Like everything is limited. So obviously everybody's going to choose to have it, the vaccine, because they yeah. want to travel, because they want to experience life, which is the same life that they've told us we're not allowed to have for this last year. Now they're going to give us life if <laughs> we take the vaccine. I'm just going to leave you with that thought, Rochelle. Rochelle Lee Evans, ladies and gentlemen. What a pleasure. What an l- absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. And it has been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. You were a joy to talk to. 
you you have such be you have a beautiful heart and anytime you want to be back on to talk about anything else uh you're more than welcome one thousand percent i'm gonna send you the things i'm gonna send you the link i'm gonna send you the the video i'm gonna send you all of that okay all right thank you so much <laughs> all right rochelle all right all right my dear okay bye-bye bye-bye <laughs>